I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World. Today and for the next four weeks, we'll be heading to Australia with our partners at the PBS program NOVA. Next week, NOVA begins a month-long series called Australia's First Four Billion Years. It explores the history of Earth from the unique perspective of that island continent. Well, today we examine something that happened in Australia's outback a long time ago and the scientific controversy it sparked today. NOVA's Ari Daniel Shapiro reports. Let's rewind our clocks a bit to 95 million years ago. Imagine this scene. You're at the edge of a watering hole in what today is northeastern Australia, and you're not alone. Over a hundred little dinosaurs are here. Most of them range in size from chickens to ostriches, and they're drinking peacefully, when all of a sudden a giant tyrannosaur tears out of the brush. Its teeth and claws flash as it races in for a meal. The little guys scatter for their lives, their feet digging into the soft mud. It's a dinosaur stampede. This incident would have taken five minutes, if that. It's a snapshot in time, just like that. And that snapshot's been preserved in the fossilized footprints at Dinosaur Stampede National Monument. John Taylor is a tour guide here, where an animated film of that stampede plays on a loop at the Interpretation Center. Next door are the fossils themselves, scattered across a giant slab of rock inside what looks like an airplane hangar. Taylor takes me there and points to the footprints. This event that you can see here right before your eyes, you cannot find anywhere else in the world. There's a single line of big tracks that were formed by the large meat-eating dinosaur. The rest of the rock is covered with tiny footprints made by the little dinosaurs that ran away. These tracks were discovered back in the 70s, and it took a team of scientists years to piece together what happened. The story told by these footprints attracts tourists from all over the world to this stretch of the outback. Trash bins in a nearby town are shaped like clawed dinosaur feet. The stampede even inspired a children's song. They had to run, run, run. There was a dinosaur stampede. But recently, someone stepped forward to question if this story is true. Yeah, so I thought perhaps it's not a stampede. Anthony Romilio is a paleontology graduate student at the University of Queensland in Brisbane. He didn't set out to challenge the traditional interpretation of the dinosaur footprints. The goal of his research was to study the fossils to figure out how dinosaurs moved their limbs. But he found himself hitting a brick wall. To his eye, the footprints just didn't fit with the standard view of what had happened there. It took me about six months of pure confusion you know, going, look, my research, it's just going nowhere. My supervisor said, look, just imagine you're the first scientist to come to the scene. How would you interpret it? And so Romilio took a fresh look at all those footprints. He thinks that the scientists before him misinterpreted the evidence. And he's got two basic contentions. First, remember that big marauding dinosaur that thundered onto the scene? Well, Romilio doesn't think it was a carnivore at all. The footprints that belong to meat-eating dinosaurs were characteristic of long toe impressions that were quite narrow, whereas the plant-eating dinosaur footprints were very short-toed and quite broad. And when he studied those big footprints, he found they had short, broad toes, which means, Romilio says, it must have been... The plant-eating dinosaur. He thinks it may have been one called Mudaburosaurus. 
the small dinosaurs would have had little reason to run away from this big plant eater. Which brings us to Romilio's second objection concerning all those small footprints. When he looked at them, it seemed that the little guys weren't running at all. They were swimming, he says, pushing themselves along in a stream as the water buoyed their bodies. Some of these animals, when they're being fully buoyed by the water, they're only able to just touch the river bottom with the tips of their toes. He shows me a 3D rendering of one of the footprints on his computer. Such a small part of the foot made an impression, he says, that there's not much to it. So this is one of the tippy-toe traces. Romilio suspects all those little footprints came from dinosaurs swimming in a stream over days or even weeks, not fleeing from a predator in a panic. These conclusions have sparked a lively debate among paleontologists. Some scientists think Romilio is onto something and question whether a stampede happened at all. But he's got a lot of critics, including Scott Hocknell, the chief dinosaur expert at the Queensland Museum. Just simply looking at the footprints isn't enough. Hocknell says you also have to consider the mud those footprints were left in. Let's take the big footprints, the ones that, according to the new interpretation, were left by a plant eater. When you look at the footprints, they look like big, round toes. But in fact, that's the mud being squished out from below the toes, between the toes, as the animal slamming its foot into the mud. Hocknell says Romilio's confused because he didn't account for how the mud interacted with the dinosaur's feet. Inside the museum's storage space, Hocknell wheels a mobile spotlight over to a cast of one of the big footprints and lights it up from a low angle to reveal its subtle contours. And right there, see this triangular piece? That's the claw mark. There's only one type of animal that makes those sorts of footprints, and that's a meat-eating dinosaur. As for Emilio's argument that the little dinosaurs weren't running but swimming, ridiculous, says Hocknell. Underwater, a footprint in mud just doesn't last. When you put mud underwater, you put the foot in, you pull the foot out, and it forms what looks like a footprint. Give it 10 minutes, come back and see if you can actually even see the footprint. What happens is it all collapses. Which means, Hocknell says, if these dinosaurs were swimming, they wouldn't have been able to leave any impressions behind. And he's got new research in the pipeline, research he can't talk about yet, that he believes will clearly show the new interpretation to be wrong. But graduate student Anthony Romilio says he also has plans for more research, and he's not convinced by the arguments from the other side. Back at Dinosaur Stampede National Monument, tour guide John Taylor is skeptical of the swimming theory, but he says he's willing to change his tune if necessary. If they have the evidence to back that up, then that's what we'll start telling people. Because we're here as interpretive guides, we're not here to tell people um, our own personal beliefs. And no matter how the scientists resolve their dispute, he doesn't think it'll affect tourism. Because ultimately, this site leaves a lasting imprint on the human imagination of just what those dinosaurs were doing here 95 million years ago. For Nova and the World, I'm Ari Daniel Shapiro, Dinosaur Stampede National Monument, Australia.